man, that's nice. Isn't it? Thanks, sir. It's a great way to start the day. Welcome back, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Through the Grapevine, 2022 version, almost all grown up, and uh, we're happy to be back here. I'm with the uh, one and only SVC. She's here. She's here. So we've got, uh, this is episode number one of season four, guys. We've been doing this uh, on and off for coming on four years now. We're, we're, we're happy. We're privileged to be able to to do this. Um, it's, it's. I, I can't wait to call this work one day, right? So, oh, yeah. Um, here at the Advanced Creative Studio in the beautiful Livermore Valley. Um, and it's one of those California blooming uh, mornings again. So, <laughs> Savannah, how was, your, how was your holidays? How'd they treat you, huh? Um, holidays were good. I mean, as good as you can ask for in times like these, right? Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Holidays are about the mindset. I went in with a good mindset. Yeah. You? Um, you know, same. I front-loaded my December. Um, I figured if it's going to be stressful, let's just get it over with early, and then come December, uh, Christmas Eve, I, w- I was done. So, like, that last, you know, end of the year and beginning of the year week was just, like, crickets. And it mm-hmm. was it was just, like, a couple of the days actually felt like vacation. So it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful, but excited to get back. Um, we got new things. Um, I'm excited to see the podcast take on a new little focus. Um, it's been traditionally been, you know, for those who haven't listened, right? I mean, this is a a, a wine centric podcast bringing together um, local food, restaurant tours, chefs, cheesemongers, um, sommeliers, whoever it might be, people that craftsmen and women, people that love hospitality, service, food and beverage, this industry, all of it. Um, and it'll continue to morph into, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But we drink wine. We eat stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you can always count on. So we're back here again um, with another special guest. It's actually our first guest we've had in a bit. Um, and this gentleman is, at least his shop, is is new to Livermore. Um, over there in a in a plaza we talk a lot about. Ma- Maple Plaza Pimpin. Maple Plaza Pimpin. <laughs> Um, tucked up there next to El Charo and Story Coffee, Bar Kyo, Tay Tay Tay. Uh, we welcome to the microphone, to the show, mm-hmm. Cheesemonger, Mr. Brandon Wood. How are you doing, sir? Welcome on. Welcome on. I'm doing fabulous. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, man. Hell yeah. Isn't that, isn't this, isn't this like that hip hop Mr. Rogers? Isn't like, yeah. come on. It, <laughs> it does. It feels good. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and turn it down here. We're going to start, we're going to stop messing around and, and we're going to, we're going to get after it. We're going to get after it. <laughs> if we're being honest, we're probably not done. Messing yeah, around. that's, yeah, you're right. You're right. The music doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so heck yeah. Well, Brandon, thanks for coming in and being with us today. We're super, ex- first of all, we're super excited about your shop in general. Oh, Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, who isn't excited about cheese? Yeah. I mean, cheese. Maybe people who have to and, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, but it's just one of those things that, 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 the, that the region needs. So like in episodes prior, I mean, we talk about the wineries and new restaurants like Range Life and just down the road. And, you know, we got places like Happy Acre and just like all these pieces that, that other destination, um, agro tourist destination, like, you know, centers have like a Napa Valley or a Sonoma, right. And, and, and a cheese shop is something we've been missing um, for, for a while. So, like, mm-hmm. I can't begin to tell you how excited we are um, to have to have one in town. Um, the logo is groovy. I'm a sucker for that green and crispy-ass gold kind of mm-hmm. flake. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, that is my jam. And it just, I mean, it speaks Gruner, right? Like that, you know? So, um, but 
I mean, just just welcome in. I mean, we'll we'll get into your story and whatnot. But right. how how are you feeling? You've got a lot going on. You mentioned that you're excited to kind of just sit down for a minute and, yeah, and just and chat. <laughs> uh, but nice. just how you feeling? 2022. It's a new year for you as well. What's what's going on, man? Um, I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But that's that. okay. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling supported. I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling loved. So, you know, like everything's good. My community that is, that is cheese is supporting me. And yeah, that's it's great. really nice. I'm just, I'm learning so much in such a short amount of time and yeah. it has to be executed in such a short amount of time and it's got nothing to do with cheese whatsoever. <laughs> so the fact that, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just, it's just nuts. I'm on the computer a lot and then I'm at the shop a lot, like hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, so it's it's really overwhelming, but it's super fun and, and I can't wait to open and I'm just really excited. So um and yeah, you're getting close. You're getting yeah. close. Things are coming. It's actually crazy to talk about it out loud, like to people, because <laughs> all I really see right now is my wife and my kids, and I don't even see them that much. So it's nuts to sit down with people and like talk about the I'm actual shop. Sure your kids shop, are super you know? excited yeah. to talk about cheese with you. <laughs> and are you are you now are you now local as well? Where where where's the? Uh... I live uh, actually 1.7 miles from where we're sitting right now. So awesome. yes, oh. and I I live. Um, I'm a two. Two minute bike ride from the shop. Healthy. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, hell yeah. That's that's bloody. That's like that's, yeah. that's bloody it's, beautiful. It's right pretty. There. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So cheers. So to like, that. if I forget something on the way, ain't no thing. <laughs> I'll be back in five. I'll be back in five. Yeah. No um, big deal. Savannah, while we're while we're introing, I mean, let's just let let's just get that. Let's pop let's it just, open. You know, as always, I mean, we, we weren't drinking last time. We got something today, and we're just gonna we're gonna make it pop I think a little that's bit. Great. Well, in general, um, I'm not drinking. <laughs> Savannah's doing this challenge, so she is a, a certified spitter today. Yep. Um, but Brandon and I will be making yes, the exception I will definitely today. Be partaking. I mean, how often do you get to drink at 10:30 in the morning? So. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you gonna, know what? For me right now, it's happened quite a bit, actually. <laughs> uh, with the right attitude, <laughs> yeah. you could drink at 10 any... Oh, should I do it loud? Get it? Well, just you know, just do it up by the microphone. Let them hear it. Let them okay. feel it. I mean... I mean, all they got is audio, right? So we're like trying a, to... This uh, is an awkward... There, <laughs> there it is. Well, let's see. Let's see what I can do. It is a very interesting angle that you're taking. Yeah, so it. when you, uh, this is what we're taught, the 45. The 45, 45 degree is what you're taught as far as opening a sparkling. Okay. So this is the angle we're taking. Let's see if I can get a little. Look at that. There it is. There oh. it is. Right. So they, in, our, you know, our teachers and, and our examiners will uh, compare the perfect champagne opening to yeah. a, to an angel farting. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's You're su- kidding. You've heard that. <laughs> that it's is- supposed to be silent, as silent as possible. Yeah. Oh, so it's not. So actually doing a loud pop is like considered rude almost. Yep. Yep. Got it. But it's obviously more fun. Um, yeah. It seems like to be two extremes. If it's not an angel fart, <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need to be sabering it. Like there's there's nothing in between. So, but Is there something to the word fart? It's never been a thing to me. You know what I don't like at all is the term brain fart. Have you like brain, are, the brain fart? The brain <laughs> fart. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when people say that to me, it always makes me go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I, I come from a. We used to fart a lot growing up. We, yeah. were, we were we were farty. We were farters. <laughs> Brain fart. Uh, you know, we we were farters. So it's it's an. I do 
know if toot. I ever I'm a use toot brain person. fart. Okay. I, I say toot. I like the toot. I like the toot. Okay. That's <laughs> toot toot, you know? <laughs> Just give a little. What's your, what's your fart, I'm, Now I'm thinking, I'm like, do I even... <laughs> If I'm having if I'm having a brain toot or a brain fart, I'm not even saying anything anyways. I'm just staring at you blank. <laughs> Typically that's what I do. I go blah 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 blah. Doesn't really <laughs> I don't know if my brain can fart. It just really feels like overall it's Back, having a spastic like Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Full I mean so Angel Toot. Since it's Brandon's episode today, we are uh, we're looking for the perfect angel toot, but let's go ahead and get a cheers. It's actually really cool learning about the 45 degree angle. That's sweet. Yeah. I mean, so if you do it vertically, nice. so there's a few things that a lot of people don't know about like sparkling and I hate seeing the compilations on Instagram or anywhere where people are like blowing their faces off with a cork. People don't understand that it is... Uh, it's under about 90 PSI. It's dangerous. They're it's bombs. super dangerous, yeah. yeah. And bombs. the more vertical you open it, the um, the more, I mean, in my experience, the more you're going to, it's going to be harder to yeah. control and it's going to pop off pretty aggressively. Yeah, and I forget and the way And also, to... if you open sparkling wine that's warm, you're not going to be able to control it. Mm-hmm. It's oh. the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know actually like why that is. I just know that like you'll go and try and open it and it will pop off really aggressively and go, yeah I, and i yeah i'm, I'm the, you know the perfect way to describe it is uh is i'm having a brain fart but the angle helps disperse the pressure mm-hmm. is i would say the, the most abbreviated way to say exactly that versus completely upright you know we're, we're shooting to the moon um yeah to those i mean yeah i've seen i mean it's that time of the year too new year's was right around the corner so you saw all the memes of, of people <laughs> just just taking them to the face because not all sparklings created equal either. Like they yeah. come at different atmospheres of yep. pressure, right? So the, the cheaper stuff, yeah, you, you can open it with your mouth and it's like, who is, you know, maybe yeah. you buy a nice bottle of champagne and it takes your yeah. head. It's just like, what are you? So, yeah. The yeah. one that always, first of all, super tasty. Super tasty. It tells what we got. Oh. <laughs> I guess I should have done a little bit more <laughs> research on this. But mm-hmm. um, again, from the wine steward. I As saw. Always. So actually, what's funny is that when I saw this, when when you look at the label for a second, I thought it was Shramsburg. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah, it looks. It reads like That's that. That's what it? I thought. And then when I took a second look, I'm like, oh no, that says Schlumberger, and it's a Gruner. So I, anyways, I was super excited. It's done traditional um, Champenoise style. This is from, um, actually, now that I'm looking at, I guess I should have double checked where it's from. This is from Austria. Mm-hmm. Um. Super beautiful. Gruner Veltliner. This is very zippy. Mm-hmm. Very, like, acid-driven, which I like. I don't know if any of you guys want to take a look at that bottle. Yeah. but I mean, no, yeah, Gruner's one of those varietals that's like, uh, if for those who've had, like, a Vino Verde, it's like that zesty green. Very acid-driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, similar to, similar to, like, a Riesling. It, it can have... Um, a good weight to it and, and, and come in different expressions. Um, but met the Champagnois, um, and just as the world c- continues to open their eyes to bubbles, um, things like Gruner, well, more varietals are, 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 are coming out. So um, we're excited. And this actually, you know, in, in the four years we've done this, this is the first time we've ever paired cheese with wine. Really? On the podcast. We've never eaten cheese with wine. <laughs> so better late than never. So yeah. like we'll, I'm sure we'll very organically roll into um, exactly that tasting. But, you know, we picked Gruner Sparkling because if it was only one wine, Sparkling is also one that just can, like, if there was Fit one wine that was going to do well today, you know, why wouldn't yeah. it be a Sparkling? So yeah. with that said, though, Brandon, what you brought us a few yeah, cheeses. Well, that's actually great. That's interesting. So why, first off, um, 
Is it true that there's a lot more um, varietals of bubbles coming out? Is that like because I have felt that it mm-hmm. seems like I've noticed that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Why do you think that? Why do you think that that is? I would my, my, my guess would just be you know the, the world has is opened their eyes to. It doesn't have to be this. It does. Yeah. I think a big thing, too, is so like what we could say is in general, people are now getting excited about sparkling. It's funny because I feel like um, everybody refers not everybody. A lot of people refer to sparkling as champagne. (laughs) And a lot of times you're like, no, 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 it has to be from champagne. And mm-hmm. people are now understanding that sparkling comes from other places in the world. Mm-hmm. Like Prosecco is really big right now. Like yeah. that finally like hit like mainstay here. But yeah. a big thing to remember is that the trends um, that we see in the wine world are also influenced on what is allowed to be imported, what importers are mm-hmm. actually bringing Absolutely. in. Because almost everywhere Absolutely. in the world, people are making different types of sparkling wine that are mm-hmm. from Gruner, that are from these varietals that to us, we're like, oh, that's so unusual. But for mm-hmm. them, they've been doing it for decades totally. and for generations. Yeah, no. So we're just kind of starting to see it because there has now been deemed a value on bringing these wines in Mm -hmm. to the United States because people are more open to do it. So there's a little bit more money there. So people are like, yeah, I'll, yes, Mr. Importer, I will sell you X amount of like this Mm -hmm. traditional wine that we've been making for a long time. Mm -hmm. So we're just starting to see it now. And I don't, I think here maybe in the U.S., maybe more new world places, people are starting to get interested into making certain sparklings from varietals that they do in other places. So... Yeah. I mean, there's numerous reasons. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that was that summed it up pretty. That summed it up pretty well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just and it's it's very similar with cheese. Like that's important. Yeah. Because the trend is is based on what you can get. Right. You Mm -hmm. you can't have a trend unless you can get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless it's like one of those things that's, you know, impossible to get. And that's why it's a trend. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to start and create those trends, too. Totally. Yeah. Well, and it's it's just it's good to see because it immediately opens up just just the, the world of wine. It continues to open up the world of wine, and particularly in the last two years, as wines become as approachable mm-hmm. as it's ever been for for anyone interested. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, sparkling is one of those camps where, like, you know, not everybody might not not everybody likes red wine, or maybe not everybody likes this or that. But like, there, sparkling wine is one of those styles of wine where, like, there is a style for you. Yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it has sparkling such wine, a range but, you know, too. yeah, it has like it. There is a range for you. You may yeah. not like red yet, but who doesn't like bubbles? I mean, that's the yeah. thing too. There's that, even like for people who are like, I only drink red. Well, guess what? We have Lambrusco. Like there is red sparklings mm-hmm. like out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're yeah, and honestly, actually, you know, I, I when I first started drinking wine, I, it took me a while to wrap my head around just why everybody was so crazy about sparkling. Um, and that just came with, honestly, with just time experience, getting better palate. And then you kind of it's easier to grab some of these nuances. But also, I, you know, part of that journey for me was trying other varietals, because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're training for these things, it's 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 champagne, um, European sparkling, a Cremant d'Alsace, you know, a Cremant de Loire mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, rarely, you, you know, Cava's and Spumante's and Lambrusco's and Prosecco's and just all these other iterations are like, OK, cool. Um, yeah. and it was the same journey for me, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a style for you yeah. that can open your eyes for other, for other styles, et cetera. So, totally. um, and as far as cheese, what we're doing today, just from acid, from, from, from texture, from aromatics, I think they're, they're similar matches. I think we were going to do a white wine regardless, whether it was sparkling or still, yeah. uh, particularly because the transparency red can be a little overbearing, whereas white wine is very nuanced like mm-hmm. cheese, right? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So 
I'm excited to start and I'm excited. To st- I'm just going to eat some cheese. Yeah. I need I'm to get start. better at pairing, oh, at pairing wine and cheese. cheese, if I'm being honest. Because yeah. a lot of the times, I don't know, I guess that comes into I need to be better at my cheese knowledge. Well, really what it comes down to. Insert Brandon, so you've been making out. your way around the valley doing just that, actually, too. Yeah. Wine I have. pairings and whatnot. I have. Um, well, and I was going to ask, well, I was going to ask you why you chose, why you thought sparkling would be a good thing. I mean, you just explained it, but... It's interesting because like the acidity and like that bubble across across your palate, it does because the classic thing is brie, right? With champ, that's what you think mm-hmm. with bubbles. You think brie, and but for me, like I I don't know. I think every rule is meant to be broken. So agreed. So oh, I think nice. for me, the fat actually coats your palate on a brie. It depending on the the. If it's triple cream, double cream, mm-hmm. you know, those type, those, th- those, those make a difference. But the fat coats your palate to a point where a lot of the times the bubbles can't even cut mm-hmm. and they just roll across and you don't get a true pairing. Mm-hmm. And I think a true pairing is actually, it's either enhancing one of the things you're trying to enhance, which mm-hmm. is what I'm doing at wineries. Mm-hmm. When I go to a winery, I'm a cheesemonger, but when I go to a winery, I'm there to enhance their wines. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to enhance my cheese. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not my cheese, it's the cheesemaker's cheese. Um, but it's it's this unique combination of the way people's palates work yep. and how they perceive certain things to go with certain things, either because we've been told that mm-hmm. or because... It's just the trend at the time. Yeah. Um, Well, some people like different things. Like some people, and like when we're talking about like food and wine pairing, you have like options. You can go complimentary. You can go counter, right? mm -hmm. And it depends on what you're trying to do. Are you trying to refresh the palate each time? So like if we're having something that is really fatty um, or something maybe that's super decadent, you're like, maybe I don't necessarily want to do complimentary. I may want something that's going to refresh the palate each time. Or sometimes you're like, no, we really want all that decadence. We want you to feel that because this is a smaller bite anyways. So it just really depends on quantity, what your goal is. Are you trying to refresh? Are you trying to compliment? Are you Mm -hmm. like, are you trying to bring out different Mm -hmm. things within each other? So it always depends on like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Like what's the goal? One of the, I'm food before wine. Like it was food before me before wine. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the most recent years, it's been a very wine centric journey and I'm finding my way back to the core, which is, which is food. Right. Um, But to the point of that, like when I'm thinking of, of pairings just in general, cheese included, um, you know, and and beyond, Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, based on, you know, you come in like your entrance in here, we're we're a musical bunch. Um, who doesn't like <laughs> who doesn't accompany music with just their life and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Um, they're every day. And to me, when I think I think the next level for me of like um, a pairing um, is, is considering, you know, just the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think traditionally pairings have so often just been just just this. Right. And for those who I mean, you obviously can't see me. I'm just I'm drawing lines and patterns right from it's not just from the lightest to the heaviest. I think there is something in taking people on a journey texturally and and, and thinking outside of just flavor profile. And that's something that like I'm just beginning to understand what that really means. But um, when you know, when we start thinking about why sparkling, um, it's it's just that sparkling is kind of go to for me just in general. It's a go to for me because. 
it could be flexible depending mm-hmm. on like what you got. So yeah. if I'm not sure what's being served at the mm-hmm. party, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm a spark. I'll, I'll bring a sparkling just because I feel like, yeah. Well, and I'd bring a brie. Right? I love that. Mm-hmm. Or, a man, or a manchego. Oh. Because oh, that's manchego. what people... Manchego. Well, and see, that's why. Because of what you guys <laughs> just did. Manchego. Right? Yeah, manchego. But do you guys know if, like, you've actually eaten manchego or not? Like, I don't, You know, yeah. there's so many different levels. It's just, like, the sparkling, mm-hmm. like, manchego to what we know it as, and then champagne, like, sparkling yes. mm-hmm. and champagne, like, in the verses and mm-hmm. why they're different. Because cheeses are protected by law, too. Yeah. yeah. But you talked about texture, and I think texture is flavor. And yeah. I talk in my classes about that because I'm like, you guys, texture, you're describing, when you're describing something, you're describing the texture. That means you're tasting, that you're tasting that, mm-hmm. you know? So I think like texture is huge in your flavor profile. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I think it has so much to do with it. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even think it should be taken out of the flavor category. Yeah. I think it should be right in there. 100%. And from on my palate. Mm-hmm. On my palate. No, the things that like things that I'm like, I don't when I say I don't like or which I don't enjoy using that because I don't want to say I don't like it. It's maybe just so much like I'd prefer not to have that because yeah. I don't. And it's typically because of texture reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's never really because of a flavor reason because mm-hmm. I can get down with like, you know, those things. But it's always like a texture. So mm-hmm. I like what you're saying as like it should be included in flavor mm-hmm. because um, people will be like, oh, well, then that must mean you don't like that. And I'm like, no, that's not necessarily true. I do actually like that other crunchy thing. And yeah, I'm weird about like, uh, I don't like mushy things. Uh And people will be like, oh, so you don't like avocado. I'm like, no, no, no. I I absolutely love avocado. But I don't like avocado sometimes because sometimes the consistency of an avocado is too, it's too mushy and it gets that, those little grainy things. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah. Like I like a, Perfectly ripe avocado. Give me avocado. Sorry. Give me ripe avocado. You know? I'm, I'm with yep. you. Um, I think that's what it is. That when it comes to texture, it has to be what it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. And like a tomato. Yes. Dude, a tomato. Mushy tomato oh. is disgusting. Ooh, but I can't a perfectly do it. ripe tomato. To- oh. Delicious. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. Whoa. <laughs> Jeremy, don't die. <laughs> with it. Rock with it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So before we get too far, um, Brandon brought. I should describe the cheeses. Brandon brought four cheeses for us. Um, take us through what you brought yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of okay, mark so, mine down. Um, That's a good idea. So moving left to right. So I left all the rinds on So for that. multiple reasons because the rind is part of the cheesemaker's like artistry. Mm-hmm. It's also part of the flavor sometimes depending. Yeah. So depending we should be eating rind. that stuff. Um, on some of these cheeses, it's wax rinds, and then some of them are natural, and we'll talk about it as I describe them. Great. Okay. So this first one is called Carmody. Carmody is from Bellwether Farms, and Bellwether Farms is up like right near Bellwether. Valley Ford. They make mostly sheep milk cheeses. Cool. This is a cow's milk cheese. Okay. Um, it's made from Jersey's cow's milk, and they're very specific about that because Jersey cow is very high in butter fat, and they're trying to show that off in the flavor profile mm. of the cheese. So that's mm. why they actually call it out <laughs> when they're talking about their cheese. Um, it's got, well, you guys can taste it, and I'm not going to talk about flavor profile, but they're famous for sheep's milk cheese, and they make a lot of sheep's milk yogurt, too. So cool. when you're in the grocery stores and stuff, you can see that, and they're super local, so definitely mm-hmm. support. Um, so Midnight Moon is oh. the next one. Midnight Moon is from Cypress Grove. They're cool. up in Humboldt County. Um, they're famous for their cheese, Humboldt Fog. Yeah. 
Everybody but, knows that one. Yeah, right? but Midnight Moon is their goat milk gouda. It's actually made in Holland because Mary wanted to actually have um, traditional Holland milk for her goudas. So she makes a sheep's milk gouda as well. Um, so they, what they do is they milk the goats over there. They hoop the cheese, which means they mold it, right? And then mm-hmm. they put the wax around it. And mm-hmm. then they send it over to mm-hmm. Humboldt back to the facilities. To, fi- and then to they, finish Yeah, to Humboldt. finish, okay. yeah. Okay. Because, um, you know, she wants to make sure that they're testing quality and mm-hmm. making sure the flavor is what they want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is what I consider my gateway goat. Gateway goat. <laughs> so when someone's like, I don't like goat milk cheese, that. it's super gamey. I hate those um, This <laughs> is like. Hate them. I don't hate them. That so was Anna mean. Throws around hate. Everyone, everyone's got their own flavors. I love goat cheese. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but Midnight Moon has that really nice creaminess. It's got a little bit of like those salt crystals that people like. And yeah. then it's got this warm brown butter finish instead of like a, like a gamey goat finish. Okay. Um, Wagon Wheel is the next cheese. And it's from Cowgirl Creamery. So I brought all California and very local cheeses. Um, Wagon Wheels from, well, that's not true. I just lied because Midnight Moon's from Holland. But but, <laughs> but the creamery's local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. We're with it. Um, but I'm, be, I'm being honest. We love Wagon Wheel is from Cowgirl Creamery. They're famous for Mount Tam, which mm-hmm. is a famous triple cream brie style cheese. <laughs> this, for me, is a raclette style cheese or a fontina. Mm. Um, Are those the same thing, more or less, when you say the uh, they're, they're melting cheeses. Okay. I've heard they're a lot melti- about They're raclette. natural rind melting cheeses. So, so raclette, fontina, um, gruyere, comte, the Beaufort. The, you could go, the, the list goes on and on for like those Alpine, Italian, French, Swiss, little Euro. region. Yeah, Alps. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Wagon oh, wheel so is, um, yeah, it's got that creaminess, got a little bit of mushrooms, got a little bit of funk to it, a little oh, bit of earth. That feels sexy. A little bit of stew, <laughs> like broth. Sexy. Um, and that rind is, so the first two had wax rinds. It's a real star. And, like, and it's wagon the Beyonce awesome. of cheeses for sure. That one's nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Like, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. I feel like if you have this guy, I'm taking I feel like if you have this guy amongst like your, like, we're going to make X, Y, and Z. This is really the star of the show, right? And mm-hmm. it's more so like you're adding other ingredients to just kind of like let this guy shine. Compliment the cheese in some capacities. Is that correct or is that incorrect? Well, what they're doing is they're making, for me, for for me, for Cowgirl Creamery, Mount Tam is their brie. It's the thing you bring to a party because you bring it to a party. That's mm-hmm. all you need, right? I brought Wagon brie. Wheel is the cheese you bring to my house. Like if you're coming to my mm, house and you want to, to and you want it, yeah, yeah. Well, you're bringing it to a a foodie's house yeah. who doesn't care yeah. about like, should I eat the like? They know what to do. They know mm-hmm. how to taste. They know what mm-hmm. they want. They know what they like, and they're willing to try super fun mm-hmm. new things. Well, and I mean the breeze, brie, brie is sexy, right? Take back like, what I said. Beyonce yeah. is brie. This is Leon Bridges. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Which one? Are, which one's Leon? You go. You backtracking? No, Leon is wagon wheel, of like. Leon is oh. for the people where you're like this person, like like this person loves music. This person loves a funky different it can satisfy style. A little like bit of you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? There's a, there's a Leon Bridges song. So before you get to the next one, I just like looks alone. This is the one that I think that I'm going to like the most because to me it kind of looks like that medium firm, mm-hmm. but like as soon as it hit my 
his my palace is going to be crumbly dissolve and just like real it's like, it's not going to turn on until it gets a little little mouthfeel on it it's going to be salty but you guys are going to be surprised you're going to get a lot of fruit on the front mm. of it and that. actually in in introducing this cheese if you could introduce you know should we be eating should we in, be enjoying cheese when you're like trying to discern these nuances in a in a, in, a, in a particular way um, well, I mean, all cheese should be left out for at least 30, 30 to 45 minutes before you eat it. Oh, that's funny. Nicola. That's kind of like meat. Just to get to room temperature. Because that's when all the true flavors come out. And it's cold in here, right? And it's, I brought this from my fridge. I prepped it like 20 minutes before I came. But then I was, what, like five minutes late? So I don't know. By the time we got into it, it's <laughs> it's been out for a good amount of time. So it's pretty close. That's interesting. Um, and then I usually... I, you know, just from watching other mongers, I'll grab it, break it apart in my hands a little bit, mm. give it a little smell, and then pop it. And Should I be eating this rind? This rind is natural, and cool. it absolutely is edible, and I have a really funny story about this. The only one I didn't eat was this one. Is that correct? Yeah. What, the fine. little black one there? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, that's wax. The first one's wax, too. So even oh, I the, ate that one. Even the, <laughs> well, even the wax rinds. Even the wax rinds aren't going to kill you. They're not going to kill you. <laughs> terroir. Terroir. <laughs> that's right, baby. That's right. I'm a uh, person. I love these little plates. It. Just saying. So, so cute. <laughs> Makes the cheese taste better. So this is um, garden variety cheese. The this la- garden variety. Okay. Yeah, garden variety is the cheesemaker. They're down in um, right above Salinas, and uh, I was just there because I did. A, I do a taste of terroir class every single um, every other month at Los Pasitas Vineyards. Cool, and Fun. it's for their club members only. And um, I pick because they have seventeen varietals on site. So I pick one California Creamery, and I pair just their cheeses with just their wines. Oh, that's And then cool. we talk about taste of place and taste our terroir and those mm-hmm. things. Um, so this was the most recent one we did, and she does all raw sheep's milk cheese. Okay. Um, and for me, that fruitiness that you got on the front of this cheese, that's where that raw is coming out. So there's a, you it's know. kind of like. When you Appley, say apple like tropical yeah, fruity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I really like and it's that. what you get in a Parmesan. Yeah. So yeah. for me, this is like a Manchego and a Parmesan, like, got together and had a little baby. I love that they did that. I love their marriage. <laughs> I love that for them. I love that for us. That is, I mean, no, yeah, see, that's, that's wild how that cheese stuff. Oh, these, it, it's true. It's there. And when you say raw, when you say a raw, you know what 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 is it what is it what does that mean in comparison unpasteurized. to pasteurized? It's an okay. unpasteurized cheese, so Most it's not. Can you explain heated. what that means? Oh, absolutely. I never know what pasteurized mm-hmm. versus unpasteurized. One hundred percent. So, the difference between raw and pasteurized is one thing and one thing only. They're heating the milk to a certain temperature to kill certain bacteria. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. But in the process of doing that, you also kill tons of minerals and vitamins, mm-hmm. and you also kill a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. The good cheesemakers bring all that flavor back with certain enzymes and cultures that they use, and those are the hops and the grapes of cheese. Even after you saying like even after a pasteurization, exactly. And, and I, a pasteurization, just generally umbrella term, is I got uh, that's like one of those new world things, like shelf stable things that was brought on by just the the way we consume yep. products. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the yeah. way things can sit on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And how fast we consume things. Mm-hmm. And uh, FDA regulations and this and that and people trying to control something that's natural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. That but is. but raw but 
Pasteurization has a purpose too for, for certain flavors and, and mm -hmm. people want consistency. Pasteurization and, and, and is a form of consistency as well. And consistency in cheese and product for people is extremely important. Yeah. So I have a question then. So that's interesting on multiple levels. One, it's interesting because it's very similar to conversations that we've had about um, low intervention wines, mm -hmm. quote unquote, natural wines, and like wines that have been that essentially don't fall within the like low intervention, maybe higher intervention. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because it's a very parallel conversation. But also, oh, see, this is the moment when remember when we were talking about brain parts. Mm hmm. No, my but, brain's well, my brain just stopped. I, I think what you're saying <laughs> is 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 consist. So for oh, in, in the cheese world, consistency on, yeah. is is there's this cheesemaker and um, I'll use like a local. So Rumiano, Rumiano is a local cheesemaker. They're up in uh, like Sierra Sierra Nevada or a uh, Chico area. Gotcha. I can't for some reason I can't think of the exact spot, but they make packaged brick cheeses that are great. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. But they all should taste the same and they all should look the same and they all should act the same and do the same thing. They also have art artisanal cheeses mm, that can that taste vary. different and vary based on whatever. So do they vintage that? Is that like, they absolutely, again, that's something... like you can get one that's 24. Their vintages are aged, right? So yeah. like a Parmesan has to be 24 months to be called a Parmesan. There's also other rules, but for aging, that's mm -hmm. what it has to be. Mm -hmm. So... It's just really interesting. It it's it's just interesting consistency versus art. Yeah. So there's so many parallels then as far as the cheese and the wine world go because it's the same thing. Like yeah. if I'm going to the grocery store and I want my Hannah Sauvignon Blanc, it is going to yeah. taste the same yeah. every single no time. What. And to me, that's that has a purpose. And, yeah. I, and I like of that course. because there's something I want to go to. So I like that cheese is super similar, mm -hmm. but I also enjoy that like I like vintage variations in wines and I like to see that there is something different. I love that cheese is the same way. You can have something that's more artisanal. It's aged. It has some variance in mm -hmm. it. I I love that it's a big enough world for both of those. Yeah. Well, and not only not only is it parallel in that way, it's parallel in so many other ways. I mm -hmm. mean, cheese is only four ingredients. Wine is this minimal. I mean, same with beer. Yeah. And it's all of these products that are very. These consumables. Yes. Very simple, but very, very detailed. Mm hmm. So I love that though. We are we dove straight into this conversation, which yeah, is like yeah. good. That's what we wanted to happen. But before we get too far away from the from the point, we're talking. We want to talk a little about you. Um, you know, so I, I you know we we did our we did a little research. We we went down a black hole, um, <laughs> and you know and learned that you know you at least most recently you you know you started with with Whole Foods um, in, yeah. in the cheese department more or less. I imagine yeah. you were the procurer um, and and managed that. Um, went on to get your uh, certified cheese. Certified, certified cheese, cheese license, yeah. license professional cheese som, yeah. turophile. Yeah, yeah. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Turophile. Yeah. Um, cool. Cheer. And you yeah, know, that's just, awesome. No one ever uses that word. It's great. <laughs> except, I mean, except for us. So. Yeah, I, I had to look up how to say it because why? Do, how come Americans, whenever like you can't pronounce a word, you make it French? I was like turophile, turophile. Exactly. Bloody gringo. You know? So I just I was like, Dad, Turafila. And then I print it. Yeah, no, if it was if there was an E at the end, it would be 
It would die in your mouth on the way out. <laughs> that's my. That. That's how I describe French. I'm sure they don't appreciate that. I like that about the French language. Of like, like I tell people, I'm like, the word is supposed to die in your mouth before it <laughs> falls out. Like, just let it kind of like die in it's there. Like and that's like sounds just like the stumbly drunk French. But um, yeah. it was it was cool getting to know you a little bit. But let's I mean let's backtrack. Yeah, let's talk about you and how you got started and what, all. This. Yeah, when did when did this cheesemonger passion? Begin. <laughs> Who knows? This is so weird. <laughs> you guys, if you guys would have asked me this even a couple years ago, I probably have been like, "You're out of your mind." I'm opening up my own cheese shop in two years. Like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved up here in 2009 from from the uh, Central Coast. Okay, so you're oh, about. Um, I was in right. San Luis Obispo. That's right. You and I, when when we introduced ourselves in front of your shop, I talked about oh, yeah. the fromagerie. Um, yep. Because yep. I also lived in Slo, yep. and the winery I worked at, we used her a lot before she closed shop. Yep. Um, yeah, so moved up here so my wife could. I was in a touring band. Um, so, nice. And then moved up here to so my wife could further her education. And she wanted to be a teacher, and she is now a teacher at Las Positas amazing. Uh, College. Oh, yeah. cool. What does she teach? She teaches ESL. Oh, amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. We love yeah. her. Yeah, she's right. awesome. We love her. Yeah, she's great. I love her too. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I started working at Whole Foods because I just needed a job. So I, you know, I was in and out of school because we were on the road a bunch when we were playing, and um, I just got a job at Whole Foods. Never even heard of it before. I started working. I was a bagger, grabbing carts and stuff. And then um, I'm, I consider myself a pretty darn hard worker. So they saw that and. Started moving me up the chain. Um, I started working in the specialty department, which is cheese, beer, wine, coffee, spirits, and did I miss the oh, department? Ch- we all want to be yes. in. So, yeah. yeah, so the all best, the, oh, yeah. the best department. It's okay. dope. Cool. But at the time, you guys, I was coming out of, I was kind of coming off like touring, and I was like partying, <laughs> and it was just whatever beer you could get. I wasn't drinking wine. I wasn't I mean, cheese was on pizza and sandwiches. You know, like <laughs> it wasn't my thing. But I did work in the specialty department, and I. I ate some of the cheeses back there, but not tons. Mm. I was more moving up. Like, that Mm -hmm. was my goal. Mm -hmm. And then me and my wife wanted to have a family. So she uh, got pregnant, and it just made more sense because we're still paying off her student loans. Mm -hmm. So it just made more sense for me to get into more of the stay-at-home role with Mm -hmm. the baby. And I needed a morning schedule, and my boss was super awesome and was like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, we want you to stay, mm-hmm. so what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I, I enjoyed specialty, and I think the cheese buyer has an early schedule. And they're like, all right. So they put me as, like, the backup cheese buyer. Mm-hmm. And the cheesemonger at the time was like, all right, if you're going to be the backup cheese buyer, you got to you gotta start you eating cheese. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was go. like, all right. So he was like, let's try this cheese. And we tried Telegio, and it was a washed rind. Oh, you know it. Do you know it? I don't. I'm not. I don't know it intimately, but okay. I've had the Telesia. That's okay. like. Yeah. There's a few of these like cheese no, buzzwords awesome. you're saying. I'm just yeah. like, oh. Well, especially yeah. what we used to like do too, and like in food and wine, like chefs like use a lot of these cheeses. Yeah. So when you're going over like deep oh, freezes, what Francis in it? Loves chef, Telesio. Oh, that's. He yeah. just in general, he's really good with his creams and his cheeses. So like mm. we hear, oh, so like cream. when you're like when you're like yeah. bellwether and like wagon yeah. with like some of these things, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, wait, I know that. Like mm-hmm. I've 
Mm-hmm. We're, we're familiar. Yeah, that's why <laughs> we love our restaurants. They, that's why we love our restaurants. The that's best awesome. commercial for, 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 for farmers and local producers. But mm-hmm. keep going on. No, that's awesome. So Telegio, um Wash Rhine Italian Cow's Milk Cheese. Uh, this one was pasteurized. There is a raw version, but this one's pasteurized. And it was awful. I hated it. Like, I didn't <laughs> like it at all. <laughs> I asked like him why he had me taste it. And Telegio is actually extremely mild, like very simple. <laughs> but I didn't know, you know? So... We tried it the next day, and then we tried it again, and then we tried it again. And he was like, why don't you go research it? And I was like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I went online, and I like looked it up, and I was all, oh. And I saw all these cows, and I was like, what the hell? It's a good-looking cow. Like, I thought, <laughs> well, I thought I was going to see pictures of cheese, right? Like, you don't think, like, my perception of cheese was product. in a package on a shelf in a grocery store, you know, like, or it was on a dish that was being served to me. Mm. You know, it wasn't like chunks of cheese or anything like that. Yeah. So when I looked it up and I saw pictures of cows and like green pastures and these farmers, I was all, what the hell is happening? You know? (laughs) And then we went and visited a creamery here. And I was like, this is awesome. Because I just fell in love with like the animal because the animals were there and the farmers were out working and everyone was working hard mm-hmm. and like cleaning and like being responsive. I don't know. It just felt very good. It felt very like I'm from Virginia. So it felt very like farm focused. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. it felt natural. Which yeah. people who people who like aren't from California, or if you're not from those parts, like. California is interesting and like the people who do that type of work and like farm work, it's so very far removed and yet it's the majority of the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yes. the weirdest thing. Absolutely. I'm from one of those places. So, I'm from one of those. We don't have towns. to dive too far into it, but that is something that that's a tone. That's a topic that I'm very excited for this Happy Acre podcast to kind of start diving into. It's been very wine centric, but um, in the same capacity that we've been focusing on where wine comes from. You know, that soil's clean enough to eat food off of it. Yep. Um, I want to start focusing that on food because that's, like I said, I'm kind of getting back to food again mm-hmm. and just in, in, in research. But I won't get too deep down yeah. the rabbit hole, but like where food comes from. If, if we can help. Oh, my gosh. If we can help. So gap. important. Bridge yeah. that it's gap. So break down that barrier of food is food is not fucking cheap, man. Yeah. Nope. You yeah. like not the good food. Not, not the good, good food. Talk, yeah, and so let's talk about a- like what a privilege it is too that you can just show up to the grocery store at any day and you have, you know, you can call it a privilege or a crutch. Like you, you can get things that are out of season, which is like not really great Tomatoes for our environment. But like the point the being, the point being of like, <laughs> I know. it's like people don't realize like how much of a privilege it is that yeah. you can buy like cheap food mm-hmm. i mean you shouldn't and at the end of the day you also shouldn't want to yeah yeah and you know and yeah. actually i i and like well i guess we're down the rabbit hole now yeah. but yeah i challenged that on my instagram um last week and and you know i was i was willing to listen so much of it though is you know there's when it comes to feeding families of five and six and and, yeah. and feeding people a 699 rotisserie chicken that was mass produced in a big ass farm feeds my family tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And that like yeah. that is real. Yeah. So and you can't argue with somebody about that. It, nope. You can't. It's and, in my opinion. Because that's exactly. rude. <laughs> it, it, no, for real. Like, so I'm just trying to feed my family yeah, and I will done. do whatever it takes. Conversation tonight. over. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, to so there's me, a lot, there's a lot of privilege in the conversation when we like talk it, about absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. it's the entirety of a conversation. It's not just us as the consumer. Yeah. It's what we like. We said brain fart. It's what we've been brainwashed. Yeah. yeah, you know, we have a disgusting food culture. 
um, that I am excited to shake off. Um, yeah, it's not even, and it's it's more than brain. It's more than brainwashed because yes, that's true, but it's also it's it's active washing because they're mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they're forcing you into a store that has all these items on it, and it's like forced life right in a way depending Mm -hmm. depending yeah it's the wizard of oz like you don't realize the wizard's behind the curtain unless unless you pull back Mm -hmm. the curtain right like a lot of people don't want to no it's and And again going back to the conversation of like it's a privilege that we could talk about it in this way because like you said if somebody has to feed their like family of five their family of six and you know they're they're not as like financially able to do Mm -hmm. certain things it's one of those things of like time or have you know just like there's there's, it's one of those things of like i'm not gonna i i would never dare tell that person yeah that they're like wrong exactly. in any yeah. way because but, it's so it, yeah so i mean that's just like a little side a little side note yeah. as we continue to talk about these wonderful products in front of us um and, and through the remainder of the season but that will be a tone that i'm excited to talk about um just in it like i said so if this we is can, the opener of it you've opened it a little bit you've, you've opened, opened yeah. the can yeah i've already shit, i've already i've been texted helena uh helena yep. over at happy acre yep. posted something the other day that was just like yeah and you reposted and, yeah. and i reached out to her and i was like we need you on the podcast next week and she was like no she's so busy but we're gonna get her um and we're gonna continue to have that food centric conversation because for some whatever reason it's so much easier um and i I forgot what podcast i was listening to but like when when people go into the cheese parlor and buy whatever a 9.99 15.99 pound of you know wheel of cheese or whatever you know they walk into it expecting i'm ready to pay this right or you know but when you go in when you go to the farmer's market and and fluorescent farms is is charging you know three dollars for a head of lettuce you're furious um so there's just this enormous disconnect of Of just that specialty food. I think um, that stigma is actually in cheese too. I don't think people come in expecting yeah. to buy. Not a even in a shop for, like yours, though. Like, like you I, don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't think people know what to expect about my <laughs> shop because I think it's so unique. I think a lot of people think it's a charcuterie shop, sh- yeah. a charcuterie board. Yeah. Shop. Here's the other thing with that and that's word not is what that it we is. misuse yeah. it all the time. It's too. crazy. It's mm-hmm. really crazy. misused. People don't realize I that. I don't make charcuterie boards. Yeah. I make cheese boards. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, there's meat on it. But meat's never the focus of those things. Charcuterie like, ever. Charcuterie is a descriptor for meat, just, by the way, too. Yeah, it's not it's even, supposed it's to just be meat. Your charcuterie yeah, board is yeah. actually supposed to be like so, varying meats. I mean, until that, you know, shout out to Charming yeah. Fig, who will be a charcuterie board yeah. retailer. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's a different. It's a different piece, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it, yep. so. So yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand what they're walking into when they're walking into my shop, and that's what's so exciting about mm-hmm. it is that like. They'll experience something that's they've never experienced mm-hmm. before, and it's in their town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm really yeah. excited Maple about. Maple Plaza pimping. I just had a moment. You know that scene in Ratatouille when they're sitting out front <laughs> in front of the garbage. Oh, Gusto was right. Oh, mm, yeah. Oh, amazing. Each flavor was totally unique. But combine one flavor with another and something new was created. <laughs> and he's and he's uh, I do know that and, scene. Emil, and Emil is bringing his brother like, "Well, put that down." Yeah. 
You glutton. Savor it. Try this. And my fucking, I've got like, dude, I'm, I'm at Woodstock right now. <laughs> the, I love uh, when it does that when like the little flavors float behind the him. The midnight and he's, moon, like, going, bro. Yeah. Don't leave me in a dark room with the midnight moon. Don't leave me in a room with any of these. They'll be gone <laughs> That's a sexy, yeah. So uh, sorry. Sorry. Midnight moon is very parable, too. It's a great parable. That's, that's like, yeah. You we said keep, that, was that yeah. the gateway or was the next yeah. one? That, no, yeah, that's the like, gateway. That's the, yeah. It's my gateway. It feels good. There's a couple others, but it feels good. good. We keep getting off. We keep going on our little rants, our little tangents. Keep going. That's keep literally going about our podcast, you. by the way. We're just Livermore <laughs> yeah. rants. No, it's great. And Livermore raves. I love it. <laughs> so, but we're getting Hopefully after. Hopefully more raves than rants. I know, right? <laughs> so, bah, oh, we were, so I was working at Whole Foods. We had a kid. I stepped down, became the backup cheese buyer. Okay. Um, culture, culture was great. Loved the farming. Loved that aspect of it. And I was in a touring band, punk. I was in a punk rock band. Which play? Which play? I was the singer. Nice. So earlier we were talking about microphones. I was like, well, should I say something? Or so I'm very familiar with like all of this stuff. All right. <laughs> You're all more right. familiar than we are. Probably. Yeah, we're, we're just faking. It. Um, <laughs> no, these are really nice. No, you guys know what you're talking about. I like the punk rock community for me. It's not about like throwing your body around and like smashing around. It's about like, yeah, smashing around and stuff. But then someone picks you up when you fall down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. every band is playing different styles of music, mm-hmm. but no one's trying to compete with each other. No one's trying to like be better than one another. If anything, they're being like, when you get off stage, they're like, dude, that was sick. Yeah. I loved when you did this. It's never like when you come off stage, they're like, Man, I wish you would have played this part a little bit better or like mm-hmm. you would have done this. It's never criticism. It's always positivity and moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I felt the parallel in cheese mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. And they like to party. Cheese yep. people like to party. Yes, they like do. big time. That's good. Food to people. Know. Like in that's that's <laughs> like no joke. Cheese monger. And party. they like to like not only that, but they they lift each other up. Like when a creamery's struggling, another creamery doesn't like be like, sweet, we're gonna sell like 20 more pounds of cheese today because that cat's not able to like get their milk supply or mm-hmm. something happened. Mm-hmm. They're like over there. Mm-hmm. They're giving a milk, they're figuring out how to get it, how to get it out, how to be a community, how to get it done together. Mm-hmm. And I started not aging out. I still go to shit. Well, not right now, but I still <laughs> I still go to shows and I still play music. But I don't get in the pit anymore and I don't get involved in like bump against my fellow human and like (laughs) sweat with them. You know, like I'm on the outside being the old dude being like, wow, this is really great. (laughs) This is what it looks like when you actually pay attention instead of just banging your head the whole time. Triple cream, anybody? (laughs) (laughs) Right at the back. Yeah. Um, But I loved that transition. And then I moved. We moved to Livermore and. There was all these wineries, and I was like, I don't know anything about wine. This, you know, whatever. But I worked at the Dublin Whole Foods, and I was working behind the cheese counter, and we were selling Livermore wines. I mm-hmm. knew I recognized you. Sorry. Uh, but just <laughs> someone who frequents Whole yeah, Foods. Yeah, totally. Sorry, keep going, keep going. So I was working behind that cheese counter, and wineries started co- like winemakers started coming in to do uh, cheese to do wine tastings, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I would talk to them, and we'd start pairing stuff, and then eventually. One of them was like, do you want to come out to our winery and like try some wines and like do yeah. some pairings? And it was Las Positas and Wenty were the nice. first two that like talked to me. And I was like, sure. So then I started doing that. And it was just fun. I wasn't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. 
And then COVID hit. <laughs> and COVID, Ooh. when COVID hit, it for me and my family, it's been stressful, of course, but it's also been probably one of the better things that's happened because mm-hmm. it's made us refocus, slow down. Mm-hmm. And I was Amazon bought Whole Foods. The culture changed and it's changing like every day. I'll never talk bad on Whole Foods like ever. I, I, I'll talk bad on Amazon because I, I don't work for Amazon. I work for Whole Foods. That's what I say in my mind uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to keep me going. Mm-hmm. But it's another reason I'm leaving because I was in a punk band. I used to get up on stage and like complain about corporations and like sit on a soapbox and talk yeah. about those things mm-hmm. like openly. Mm-hmm. And then I started working for Amazon. Like that's for me, it was hard. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit and I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then a winery hit me up and was like, hey, what do you think about doing this? And I was already thinking about opening a shop. And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm down to meet about it. And I met with Del Val and mm-hmm. Del Val Winery. Um, I was already thinking about opening a cheese shop. And I was super stressed about it because of money. Because mm-hmm. money's it sucks, opening a you guys. Is so, yeah. Money is so stupid in so many different ways beyond Man. opening a business. But that's what I'm doing. So it's yeah. so awful <laughs> right now, <laughs> you know. But anyways, so my, I was talking to my mom and she's like, I never owned a cell phone up until a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> you or your mother? My, you. Me. You are so punk. Or my wife. Uh-huh. Or my wife. We've never owned phones. And she still doesn't. And my mom was like, if you're going to open a cheese shop, you need to start doing social media. You need to start. You need to get a phone. She's like, I'm going to send you my phone. And I have my mom's i6 in my pocket still to this day. You got to get that shit framed. That's how I do everything. Like all my Instagram pictures, like everything is on that phone. Mm-hmm. I had to watch tutorials on how to use a phone. I had to watch tutorials on how to use Instagram. Like I had to teach all myself all that stuff. And then... Delval hit me up and I was kind of pushing, right? Like I was starting this Instagram. Why was I doing all these things? I didn't really like doing those things, but I, <laughs> but I knew it got me going, yeah. you know, because it was like, if I'm going to spend time on this, then what am I doing? And then Delval hit me up and they were like, let's try this. And I was like, all right. And then boom, boom, boom. Like it was nuts. Mm-hmm. And then I was all, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I just took the leap and here we are. Like, I mean, that's really it. You guys like, it was like Delval hit me up. It was steady enough business where I was like, maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, it, that it's like inception, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes, someone put that, that, yeah, yeah, they put that in my mind. And I was like, well, I got family that lo- like that loves me. Mm-hmm. So if I fail, yeah. Okay. If I fail, whatever, like it, it'll be fine. We can go stay with my parents or I, we can go stay in San Diego with my, we have no family here. So it's, it, that aspect is extremely hard, but, but we have family yeah, mm-hmm. and we are privileged in that way. Yeah. And so we do have that opportunity to fail. That mm-hmm. taking the risk. Take, I, yeah. I have the opportunity to take so. the risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so what, what why better, not take it? What better time than the pandemic, right? You can't get closer to rock bottom than the last couple well, of years. That's the thing. And life's too short. Mm -hmm. And especially the way people take it for granted right now, Mm -hmm. especially like right now, Mm -hmm. how people look at life and they're like, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be fine. It's like, really? Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, are you being careful enough to really be able to say that? Yeah. I don't know. You know? And I don't know either. Like, I'm concerned about opening in a couple weeks because of all this stuff. But 
damn it, I can't like, I can't, can't I also can't let time just, just drift off. No. If I'm going to go for it, I got to go for it. I yeah. just got to do it in the best way, the best way possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're getting to it. Um, but a question we always like to ask um, guests is why in particular Livermore? Because I want my cheese shop to be a cheese shop, but I want it to be a place where people can come in and feel like they're part of a community and can ask me any question they want about cheese. I want to be the most transparent cheesemonger to people. I want to tell people every cheese has a purpose and a place. Mm -hmm. This is how much it costs. This is how much I bought it for. This is why I charge this much for it. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to know why why cheese is orange why it's this why it tastes like this i want you to come into that place and be like you know what i can chill here for a while brandon's gonna let me do my thing and if i got a question for him i will ask it and i'm just gonna maybe watch a sports game or maybe just listen to some awesome punk rock music and eat some cheese and chill out mm -hmm. i want it to be a very communal space and i want to have that feeling of going out when I'm not at the cheese shop and people being like, what's up, Brandon? Mm -hmm. I want to feel that. Mm -hmm. I want to feel like I'm home mm -hmm. when I'm not in my house. Mm -hmm. That seems to be you know? a common thing in Livermore, too, because yeah. you get that in Livermore. And, and you, well, and, and that's what I've felt going to all the wineries. That's what yeah. I'm feeling. So it's like, it's a community. why would I not open here two blocks from my house, two minutes from my house? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that right there. I, don't, I could make I could make. 10 bucks, you know, <laughs> and, and that is enough. And you'll make plenty more. And I'll that. make plenty more. And it is, I mean, it's great timing. I think you picked a great plaza, whether that, I mean, Absolutely. oh, no, I'm juice. I hope 136 is going to be like, That's... I hope it's something awesome. I don't know what, like, we've been throwing, me and the other business owners have been like, maybe it'll be this, or like, maybe yeah. it'll be that. But it's going to it's gonna work. It's going to work. Are you talking about next to you? Yeah. Yeah. The one in between oh, me and yeah. Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The empty one in we between me and Story. We talk about this all the time. Jeremy and I, <laughs> Jeremy and I would love maybe, that Maybe, spot. maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but nevertheless, like, you chose a good spot. You chose a good community. You know, with, with you know, how you describe what your intention is, what better place to be next to not only a coffee shop, but Story Coffee Shop, yep. right? Right? Like yeah. coffee shops bring back regulars. That is yeah. the locals, right? Yeah. So like, absolutely. It, like you're, 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 it's just door to door. Like you'll, yeah. you'll satisfy. Just in general, it's such like it's a, it's a great plaza. Like over yeah. there, I mean, El Charo, they're so nice. There's, Jose's just like there's nice yeah. people. They're great people. And then Story Coffee and Bar Quixote, and now you and it's. <sighs> it, I love that that plaza has really popped off. Maple pasta pimping. Yeah. Maple yeah. Pond Pimpin. El Toro is bumping, you guys. Did you know I that? <laughs> it's a, oh, yeah. I had no idea. I don't eat out that much. And I've actually been trying to force myself to to like look at people's What's stuff. Oh, yeah. what do their floors look like? And what's their ceiling look like? And you know, all these weird things, you yeah. know? But like they're busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they always have people there and mm -hmm. like it's really interesting it's hours. Good. So I I'd love be like, the food over when there. do I go? But everyone always knows. And I'm like, man, I don't see how like when I open, at least people just walking by wouldn't just come Absolutely. in to like yeah. be, ready be like, for what's it. up? 
Be ready for this. Especially Saturdays when Poppy is there or when there's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think there's going to be such good organic foot traffic that mm-hmm. you're going to get. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. like downtown farmers, it's going to be great. Well, I'm then, so excited for it. We keep mentioning that, like, the community, too. like our experiences in this community, like a lot, big, some of the reasons. Some of the reasons, a lot of the reasons why we chose to be here is because of, you know, all the potential we see in what this region can become. Um, We've got a long way to go. You know, we're fighting for um, some food and beverage, some hospitality destination amenities that are just like standard. You you need them to even be in the conversation, a hotel um, and a few more things and beyond. But the community, as it changes and continues to, to diversify, is just something that we're looking for. We're looking for that whether whether we were ready for the conversation or not we want to go to the cheese parlor yeah mm-hmm. yeah we want to go to to the charming fig we want to go to story coffee we want to go to wing and bakery yeah we want to know the people making our products um and wing and bakery is a great example of that this community absolutely has lifted them up in a way yeah where they have downtown real estate yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's no joke you said money like that's no yeah. joke so like you're like just strap the seatbelt on because Livermore is going to take care of you and be patient with us because it's gonna it's gonna take some we're gonna have to shake off some old habits some bad habits of what we think <laughs> we know about cheese um, and just craft and well and that's the thing like I don't I don't know are they bad habits or are they just distant hopefully soon to be mem- memories there you go right they soon don't have to be, to be bad habits yeah. that's fair that's it's fair. just getting to know what you're eating like you guys were talking about that's all it is it's like being able to walk into a place and be comfortable enough to ask the question Mm -hmm. Mm because how many times have or for me how many times have i been at a counter and i've been like look at all this stuff (laughs) what the hell is all this Mm -hmm. i just got sent here for this thing Mm -hmm. and now i'm looking at all this stuff it looks amazing but i i don't want to ask this guy anything (laughs) or this girl anything because i don't want to feel dumb yeah i'm just going to get the thing that i'm going to get and i'm going to leave well my spot if you come in and do that you're blowing. You're wasting your time, mm-hmm. and not you're wa- not you're blowing wasting the your opportunity. Time. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, exactly. That's the best way to put it. You're blowing an opportunity to be comfortable and learn. And then when you do go to those other places, you can be like, okay, sweet. Maybe this cat's like Brandon. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's super chill. Mm-hmm. I'll ask him. Mm-hmm. And then they probably will be. Yeah. If it's a specialty counter, they damn well should be. Yeah. So we're <laughs> on our way. A lot of money. We're on our way. Here we go. Here we go, Livermore. It's I hope coming. you're ready. Strap your damn seatbelts <laughs> on. So, man, this is uh, this is this 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 has been good so far. Um, let me. I'm just looking over topics to consider, making sure we hit all the points. Crazy enough, we've been doing this for an hour already. Time flies by That's when you're great. on the podcast. So fast. Cast, pop words, brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, words, um, mouth. Savannah, did you? Or were you missing? I mean, I just I got one random fact. Am I here. missing my brain? Are you Always. missing your brain? So just <laughs> ra- random fact, gone. throwing it at you. In 2015, mm-hmm. cheese was the top category of all specialist foods. The more Ooh. impressive number, the more the number that I think we can wrap our head around even more is that like cheese is a four billion dollar industry. <laughs> That's a lot of money, yo. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. And that was 2015. I can only imagine where it's headed now. Um, I think the pandemic has a lot to do with it because people have to be more conscious of the food chain where your food's coming from mm-hmm. because we're running out of shit. Yeah. So like you, yeah. you have to you it's just nuts. have to look at the next layer. So um, I well, think we got to focus on American made products. Let's make it here. What are we doing? Uh, let's make the reason so we're out of everything is because 
they don't have anything to make it because we get it from everywhere else. The crazy thing, too, is when we're talking about agriculture, um, California feeds the world. People don't understand this. And I say this all the time. California feeds the world. So, like, as much as we grow things here, it's very sad because unless you're going to, um, you know, the farm stand, unless you're going to, like, your small farmers, unless you're going to farmers markets, you're not getting um, produce from here. It's mm-hmm. crazy. We export a lot of our products. And, the, and here's the thing. And this is why, like, I don't like talking about food in the sense of black and white because like it just isn't Mm -hmm. and like other places also depend on california and the food that we produce but we need to get to a place where we're a little bit more balanced Mm -hmm. in how our food is being exported how much is like being like consumed here seasonality is a huge thing about it but people don't understand that like you actually should if you can if you are financially able to get your food from where you live, you absolutely should. Oh, man. You absolutely yeah. should. Oh, totally. If you're one of those people where you do have the privilege, you do have the financials to be able to do it, then you should do mm-hmm. it. And I, I, I hate to end this, at least this sentiment, at like kind of morbidly, but um, again, in just researching food, you know, Brandon, uh, you know, the tone of this, uh, what what this season will be, I stumbled upon a, a fact that uh, and of course I didn't write down the you, you can fact check me later but um, put it in the bio yeah put it in the bio they mentioned that you know based on their you know data we have the world has 60 harvests left mm. based on how we farm based on how we produce oh. um I don't I don't doubt that that's a scary sentiment yeah that, that that's a scary sentiment um and it's not getting any better there are people like oh, and that's a whole, I know Whole Foods has had it too. Epic, um, they sell meats um, and oh. they've been purchased by yeah. Yeah. Um, General Mills, and they've they've gone beyond and started doing this really awesome project in, project in Texas where they're actually like they're they're ne- they're net negative as far as their carbon footprint. Like they're giving back finally. Um, they they figured it out. People have figured it out, but it's 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 changing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a lot. it's changing sustainable, a lot. sustainable farming. Like it needs to, we need to start. I mean, there's there, cheesemakers are doing it already. Mm-hmm. They're already t- changing. Artisans are in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're changing their, the, the landscape of where they farm mm-hmm. because they have to. Yeah. Because they have to survive because mm-hmm. of facts like that. That's because they're like, well, that's well, not going to happen to us. <laughs> we're like, we're shaking our fingers. And like, I think a big important thing to remember is that what we're shaking our fingers at is that like the food that you typically will get in a grocery store. Let's say that the people we're shaking our fingers at, they represent maybe 80 percent of it. And yet they are of a 10 percent of like what is actually of like corporations. Mm-hmm. That's crazy when you think about that. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk about carbon footprints and stuff like that, um, you know, like 70 percent of the carbon that is being created comes from like 10% of companies. Yeah. That's a huge disproportion. Yeah. So, I mean, I think when we yeah. talk about food too, don't even just think about in like the sense of like health of the earth, but think about in the health of you. Like mm-hmm. I, we shouldn't be eating crap that can <laughs> sit on a shelf for years yeah. on end Ugh. that should you know there's like every once in a while hey you want cereal like that's fine and again this is coming from a standpoint of like privilege right yeah. like if you are financially able to like buy things that are good for you things that have a shelf life mm-hmm. things that then you should be yeah. you should be you know <laughs> you what i mean yeah. you should well and I, it, it's I, so much of it is the mindset i think you know Hashtag most people 2022 I won't speak, nutrition I won't speak, challenge yeah, <laughs> i won't speak for everybody but we all have our vices right like you know if you're a wine lover you may spend that extra little nut on on wine 
or, or cheese or, or whatever it might be. Like for, for a lot of us, particularly here in the Bay Area, which is one of the most prolific yeah. economies in the world, we, we, we can afford to, to think a, a little more consciously. Yeah. Um, so it's a matter of educating yourself. And I th- we're students too, you know, coming from the guy who gets wiener schnitzel once a week, because I love a fucking chili dog. You know what I'm saying? That is crap. There should be a balance. That's the thing. We're not saying just scrap it. We're saying there needs to be a balance. And like, if you can, you should. Yeah. And so just the next time yeah. you're shopping, just maybe ask, yeah. just ask the next layer where, just where did it come from? Start there. That will, that'll open a door for the next conversation. Yeah. When you go into the cheese parlor. I just hope they know the answer because I don't think these days yeah. that, that many people do. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I can tell you from experience, like I, I still work at a grocery store. So mm-hmm. I'm working. My last day is on on uh, next Monday. Is that right? It's my last day. Yep. So okay. it's, <sighs> it's, it's rough out there. So not only like m- maybe not only ask them where that food came from, but maybe ask them how their day was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, or God, how they're yeah. doing. Please be nice to the people that work in the <laughs> grocery right. stores. They have they're like, rough years. Well, not only that, they're like, I, I guess I should say we because I felt it too. Like, we've been there since day one. Since I, I worked the day that, that Rudy, Rudy Gobert shut down the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, he touched that microphone after that NBA game. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they shut the United States down the next day. Because mm-hmm. the NBA like was like, oh, we're, we're canceling the season. Mm-hmm. And, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to work the next day. Mm-hmm. And then the day after that, and the shelves were empty yep. and people were freaking out. And then we were heroes for like a couple weeks. <laughs> and then we got, <laughs> just went back to having people roll. throw stuff at us yeah. and like do crazy stuff. And it's just getting worse. Mm-hmm. It, it actually hit a pocket where like it was cool for a second, but now it's just bad again. Hmm. And no one wants to work. Mm-hmm. And the people who do want to work are like either scared to go to work or when they're at work, they get treated like crap or to, at my Whole Foods. Like I said, I'm never going to talk trash on them. But at my Whole Foods, they're they're just they're just trying to survive. Yeah. Even the even the leaders. It's not just the team yeah. members. And I think a lot of people don't realize that even the team members are like. And I think this is everywhere. Mm hmm. I think they're even like, man, I'm just so burnt and so done and so tired. And my boss isn't doing anything for me. Well, guess what, dude? Your boss is burnt yeah. and yeah. tired yeah. and is dealing with all the same crap. And so and is this their is happening. boss. And like this industry touches so many other industries. Yes. Like there, mm-hmm. we talk about supply chain. My husband has, again, it's one of those things of we reflected on this just the other day of like, his for his job he is a vendor in grocery stores so he never stopped working yeah during any like there was yeah. no shutdown for him yeah he always continued to go yeah. to work during it and he, like you said everybody's burnt out everybody is seeing like a huge burnout right now yeah. on everything and like they're losing their people are dropping like flies and so it's interesting let's also like reevaluate our supply chains mm, yeah. in general too oh yeah and it's one totally. of those things too of like don't be here's my complaint don't be one of those people where you're like constantly posting on instagram and you're like I don't like this. I don't like that. Boo capitalism. But then you also don't do anything in your community yeah. at all. You make no effort. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you need something convenient, you also order on Amazon. So like, yeah. let's also acknowledge the fact that like totally. we all have hypocrisies and like the best Absolutely. way to go about this instead of reposting is to just be more active yeah. in your community and support no our small businesses. There's no better community. And say hi. And say hi. And, and say like, hey, how are you? How's your day going? Or just... I know you couldn't make it happen, but thank you for trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because trying is like 
it's still cool like to try <laughs> like is. if you fail that's okay like when someone yeah. asks me for something and i don't have it they're like Ugh. and i'm like dude i tr- i i went i wasn't that person on the phone who was like okay let me look <laughs> you know like i tried yeah yeah like you know, it's okay to like. Let's just be. Yeah, let's just right. be nice. Kind. Which I think we we like to end this. Yeah, let's just be let's be nice to one another. Let's just remember that the real world happens like when we interact with one another, We're not just still, on We're not still just, just on people, right? It's all still media. just people behind the counter. Yeah. And funny enough, my my wife literally just texted me a uh, wieners. My wiener schnitzel coupons <laughs> came in. They're making veggie dogs now, so she's oh, in, nice. she's in the game. Nice. I'm scared about what's nice. in that veggie Don't dog. Don't ask what's nice. in them. Don't ask what's in them. Um, don't ask what's in them, but I'm, yeah, like I said, balance, I'm, I'm excited balance. about the tone of the, particularly the food piece. Cause it's only going to continue to get better. Um, I feel you know, like we're definitely going to have to have you back too, to like get a check in on yeah, like before, how yeah, everything is after. going. Yeah, yeah. We'll have you back. Absolutely. I'll yeah. come back whenever. This you're, is you're great. a local. Let's fucking yeah. go. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I'll it's, even come back and just chat about wine with you guys. <laughs> like I learned a lot too. <laughs> we great. do. We will. So eventually we're going to get into uh, the format where we are going to be doing some like uh, blind tastings again soon so mm-hmm. you guys could all look forward to seeing that so we'll have to bring you in oh, for that one that. that will be really fun be we'll do cheese and we'll do some wine again I mean yeah thank you so much for coming on we, we're we're honestly just so excited for your shop to open like Livermore's only growing to bigger and better things yeah. so thank you so much for and sharing yeah, that as with we us kinda, as, you know, so as we close out I'm going to round out with you well, actually let me round out with the news real quick there was you know, a little more abbreviated today but you, you've heard us say get involved get involved and some of you are like well, how do we get involved um, imagine Livermore 2020 2045.org is a tremendous way to get involved. Um, I mentioned that I'm on the general planning committee. Um, that is where we are housing a lot of these conversations. You'll be able to find, and obviously the city of livermore.com is a tremendous resource to find ways to get involved. What's going on? Who are your leaders? Um, obviously in this food and beverage world, um, check out the podcast because we're talking to the people who are influencing change and sustainability and just all of these premises that, that are important to you. Um, so if you want to know, Hit us up. We're not hard to find. Um, you know, I'm JTM in the kitchen. This is Savannah Banana. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the cheese parlor and Brandon Wood. And actually, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll send it to you. Where can we find you? How can we find you? How can we connect to you? Um, to, you know, tell it, you know, let me, how, how can we? I, I'll give you whatever you want. I'll give you my <laughs> cell phone number. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Um, I mean, I've got an Instagram. I've got, a, I, I'll, the shop will be at 158 Maple right next to El Choro. And Story Coffee, apparently it's uh, Maple Street Pimpin'. Is that Maple, what you said? Maple Plaza Pimpin'. Maple Plaza Pimpin'. <laughs> I'm going to try and we get it to have stick. to make like a shirt oh, with oh. all of our names oh, on man. it. Everybody in the plaza or something like we'll that. We'll be the first people to buy them. Make it a pocket tea. A yep. fucking, a, maybe it could be like the a flea market. Like yes. at the flea market only type of thing or something like that. We'll, be, we'll be there to buy them. I'm, I'm free that day. I but got, yeah, I'm at 158 Maple. I got an Instagram. I got a Facebook. I got a cell phone mm-hmm. my cell phone numbers on all that stuff i think so yeah i'd love for you to check it out and see what i'm doing more importantly pop in and show your face of brandon yeah. he'd like to meet you yeah right. my slogan is it's on the door it says let's crack cheese together that's my jam i love like it. it i like it all right i'm gonna just throw one word i'm gonna throw just one thing at you and i want you to what's the first thing that pops to mind okay actually i got two things for you and just okay cheese whiz uh purpose American yellow cheese, craft cheese, Holy purpose. 
<laughs> Every cheese has a purpose. Every cheese has a purpose. If right. the purpose is disgust me, yeah. good job. American craft cheese Every only. Cheese, <laughs> Every cheese has a purpose. It only melts at Brandon, 500 I degrees I in a box. I didn't say this earlier, but I should say this. I, I don't know why I didn't bring this up earlier. When I was in high school, I was in FFA and I was on the um, cheese judging team. No way. Like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I was. So I hate all fake. I hate a lot of fake cheeses. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, um, just to round out the news, uh, we were in, we I sat in a uh, city council meeting yesterday um, for what I hope is the final decision as far as what the hotel becomes. Um, there were some modifications in just the. The, the, just say the landscape. It's it's now a four-story hotel instead of a three-story hotel. Parking's going to be across the street instead of underground. Nevertheless, it passed unanimously, so, so we continue forward. to push forward. Um, otherwise, Brandon, it was a pleasure having you on here. Um, and we mean this from the genuinely. Yeah. We, we wish you the best of luck. You are you you chose a great place to be. I promise you, people cannot wait to support you. So it's going to be challenging. Just keep having faith in exactly what you signed up for because <laughs> you're on the right I'm track. I'm going to push. I'm going to make it. Just keep pushing. I'll make so. it. There's good ROIs to come. You know, this is uh, this is the first episode of the season. We're back. TTG. So that's all I got. We'll finish up with the cheers like we normally right. do. Otherwise, welcome back, guys. Here we go. Bye, guys. Nice. All right. Fuck me up. Cheers, sir. desire.